Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. From the Cole Forest Behavioral Health Studios, this is the voice of Pittsburgh. News on KDKA. Now, from the KDKA News Center, I'm Joe Destillo. The report is in on the death of a man whose decomposed body was found in an apartment in McKee's Rocks Thursday. Medical examiner says 51-year-old Ronald Pellis was stabbed about the head, neck, trunk, and extremities. 50-year-old Jeffrey Tynick is jailed on one count of abuse of a corpse. He says his girlfriend cut Pellis with a box cutter and another man beat him with an iron. Police were searching the waters of the Allegheny River late this afternoon into this evening. It followed a report of something that may have been a body in the water, but they haven't found anything. They were looking near the convention center where a cadaver dog got a hit earlier this week in the search for a missing man. President Trump's pick to head the EPA has now been confirmed. More from CBS's Steve Dorsey in Washington. Just one Republican Maine, Susan Collins, voted against Scott Pruitt's nomination. He's a climate change skeptic and has repeatedly sued the EPA as Oklahoma Attorney General. Democrats also accuse him of selling out to the fossil fuel industry. But Republicans say he'll rein in the agency's regulations that have stifled businesses. Pruitt was sworn in this afternoon. Now here's the top of the minute AccuWeather forecast brought to you by Dr. Beck. Dr. Michael Factor, D.C., your weight loss solution. Patchy clouds and I low 39, partly sunny tomorrow. A gorgeous start to the weekend up to 64, the record 66 set back in 2011. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night, low 45, warm again Sunday, partly sunny, I 62. Still spring like Monday. For AccuWeather, I'm John Fear, News Radio 1020. KDKA. 48 degrees at 731. Our next news at 8. I'm Joe DiStio on the Voice of Pittsburgh, News Radio 1020 KDKA. The following program is paid for by the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Now back to more Tech 5 Radio. Brought to you by the generous support of the Allegheny County Airport Authority at FlyPittsburgh.com. Apogee IT Services at ApogeeITServices.com. Compunetics at Compunetics.com. Plus Consulting at PlusConsulting.com. PNC Bank at PNC.com. PTC Corporate Coverage Group at PGHTech.org. And SDLC Partners at SDLCPartners.com. Here are your hosts, the Pittsburgh Technology Council's Audrey Russo and Jonathan Kirstein. Welcome back, everybody. You are tuned in to Tech 5 Radio. This is Jonathan Kirstein. And this is Audrey Russo. Audrey, we have a cool guest that stops by, usually quarterly. We like having well, Bob McCutcheon I love it by. because we get to get yeah. sort of this expertise, this mm-hmm. global expertise, and then we get exactly to talk right. about this whole mashup of technology that very often people aren't even thinking about. Yep. And I love that you've joined us and yeah. that you talk about it with us. We throw a guitar in the mix, too. Right? We, we, I know. We, we were coming <laughs> off of that back in the fall. We, the last time we talked to Bob, we were at his studio over there on uh, Neville Island. So listen to who we have in the house. We have Bob McCutcheon, partner and industrial products leader of PwC, and we're thrilled to have you here. You're based out of Pittsburgh, but you do a lot of national work and uh, a lot of interesting stuff going on in manufacturing. 
It's good to be here. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, technology and manufacturing. It seems like there's you know, no shortage of things to talk about. There really things. isn't. So how, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Well, there's so many ways we can... Yeah, we've, we've talked about so many different types of technologies. Uh, you know, our focus right now is on augmented and virtual reality and... In manufacturing. In manufacturing. In manufacturing. This is why I'm excited so, about this. So this is going to be mean? fun. Yeah, so, so a lot of times people don't understand the difference between augmented and virtual. Yeah. So or virtually augmented. <laughs> There's no such thing. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and it, it, it is a little confusing if you think about it. You know, so the virtual reality is sort of the fully immersed experience that you think of. You know, a lot of this obviously coming out of the gaming experience, right? And that's how most right. of this okay. Um, so virtual reality is the one you see on TV, right? Somebody's completely immersed in an environment and they kind of see everything around them. Augmented is really taking, you know, layers of technology and doing just that, augmenting the the real world with layers of technology, but not a full immersion. Kind of like when you put your phone over something and it, it, it changes it. It's yeah. like a different experience. From yeah. It. And a good example where okay. it really, um, it really exploded was last summer when you saw the Pokemon Go. That's right? Oh, exactly yeah. right. So all right. of a sudden you're taking the real world and you're mm-hmm. walking around and you're augmenting that world with, with, with the Pokemon world. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's a way of, of sort of supplementing how you can do things. In the manufacturing world, it's, it's taking that technology and actually putting practical application. Um, so that's why you get to have a lot of fun doing what you're doing because you're at the leading edge looking at how manufacturers are taking these technologies and implementing them. Yeah. And so, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it really is a blast. It's, it's sort of the art of the possible, right? Right. I mean, taking all these things and what can you do with it? Exactly. Well, what are you seeing? Or can you give us some examples and just examples and then some trends? Yeah, I would say that, um, you know, as we start to see, you know, more of an explosion of the use of technology, um, about a third of companies that we surveyed, we just put out a report, about a third of the companies that we surveyed said that they will be using virtual or augmented uh, reality by 2018. Um, it, and, it's and already these, it's by already next year. Used, but, by next but year. when yeah. you say companies, so can you break yeah, that so down into any clusters? Are, are using it in in relatively simple ways. You know, no no different than many other technologies, right? We're sort of taking the first baby steps. Sure. Okay. Application. Yeah. Um, but if you think about you know the the idea of the 4D sort of smart helmet, right? So taking a hard right. hat, taking an employee who may be in a in a more dangerous right, circumstance right. in a huh. manufacturing environment. Okay. And combining that with uh, camera technology, wearables that can monitor, you know, temperature and heart rate and other things. Oh, right? wow. You're able to sort of look at these these environments that they're working in and supplement it or augment it with the technology. Uh, um, but the other one is assembly. So think of virtual assembly. I know. Where that's you can what see I think of. Oh, right. glasses, wow. Smart glasses right. are being used. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, that's what I where, think of. So this is happening right now. In it's what happening. kinds of industries? Yeah, a lot of the heavy manufacturing. So if you think about basic categories of, of uses, there's safety, right? So if you're working in a, in a heavy manufacturing environment that has safety protocols, anytime that you can avoid putting an individual in harm's way right, right. by using technology to supplement that, that's one way of using it. Um, maintenance and inspection, you know, another one. Uh, okay, can, right, right. Look at um, a process or a product. Um, with virtual reality. Um, and, and the other nice thing is even an assembly, um, things that would be hands-on that could be supplemented with the technology, the tilt of a head or a voice command that can actually do something. Right. Again, if you, com- if you combine these technologies with advanced robotics and some of the other technologies that we've talked about, now you can control it through right. virtual reality wow. wearables. So, yeah, think so- about that like a, a shop floor where there's ro- robotic, robotic arms and technologies in place next to humans that are also wearing devices that are making the environment safer for them, making them, you know, accessing things, locating things more quickly. Like, 
whoa, this is becoming like yeah, it's it's no longer your your great granddaddy's manufacturing floor anymore, yeah, as far as that is right. Saying, is, you know, it's taking it from the the hard hats to the white coats. Exactly, right? we really are um, changing that environment considerably. Well, I think are there any sectors that are, tend to be early adopters? I, I would think that component part manufacturers, um, and again, some of the heavier industries, metals, chemicals, process manufacturers, mm-hmm. um, are are starting to apply a lot of this. And, and again, I think it's sort of in the early stages. Uh, the adoption is um, experimental in some cases. I, I would say that uh, the expectation is that uh, probably two-thirds of manufacturers will be using uh, this kind of technology on a regular basis within the next 10 years. Wow. And, and the, yeah. the expectation is um, that by 2020, it'll be a $150 you know, billion dollar industry. So. Well, I think Jeez. what's really, really great about this, because we... In our world, in the world that Jonathan and I live in, where we we do some work around understanding economic development, but we under, you know, hear about the demands of talent, mm-hmm. and the the whole opportunity here in terms of sort of returning the migration into making stuff is real. It's very real. It's, it's very, very real. real. I, I think you know the debate that's happening now for a lot of reasons, including the, the current political landscape, right, right is. Um, well, what do we mean when we talk about bringing back right. manufacturing jobs, and what does technology exactly. mean in the context of bringing those jobs back? Right. Well, the reality is, it's a shift in skill set. Right. right. We're going to bring is. jobs, but, but they're, they're tech jobs. They're, they're tech jobs. Exactly. But all the jobs are different. Exactly. I mean, you can't yeah. compare a job that uh, you know in a steel mill that was twenty years ago, where today it's all process control. Yeah. I mean, most and of the these skill employees sets, are sitting in front of computer right. screens. Right? They yeah. are actually sitting in nursing stations, right. with the equivalent of nursing stations. And they and it's all about technology. It's all about optimization. It's all about safety. It's all about understanding m- basic math skills, understanding how to run these software programs, right. how to resolve them. So, Those yeah. are jobs that are really, really important, and they're well-paid jobs. Yeah, absolutely. The thing is, there's not as many of them. So when it used to be 100 people that are working on the floor and they're exposed to like molten, you know, and hot, a thousand degree temperatures and transforming and, and all that stuff, we've, we've actually should take pride Absolutely. in America that people aren't working in those kinds of conditions again. And we're always looking at safety, like you mentioned earlier. So the, the, wor- the jobs are going to be here in different iterations. And I love the piece around augmented reality and virtual reality because it comes out of gaming Mm-hmm. And Pete and young people, don't you think they can relate to well, that? Well, the next Absolutely. generation is going to flow right, right? into that, yeah, right? This, this, this becomes their world. I right. mean, this is just second nature to them. Exactly. I mean, I look at my children and, right. and how, how quickly they've adapted to the use of this technology. Um, this, this will fit right into their world. My, son's a, my oldest son is a freshman in college, and my advice to him is no matter what you choose, you need to have a heavy dose of technology um, in in the, your background for for whatever vocation you're right. going to choose because it's going to influence everything that we do right and he's going into finance right he's falling yeah. he's, he's, gonna say he's, uh, he's uh, trying to make dad happy, to make dad happy nevertheless there. <laughs> you know he, he'll have a lot more technology background than I did at his exactly age. so what about there being a, a potential short term skills gap as these technologies move so quickly having the folks that can actually employ this and use it and, and be part of it. Yeah, it's like, there has it's to be a real concern. I mean, yeah. we, we need to pivot pretty quickly in terms right. of the, the types of training, vocational or or, uh, um, or other training that's going to help this workforce shift its skill set and be more, you know, adaptable to the technology. The millennials coming up, again, won't have concern, but we do need to retrain 
the existing workforce to be more um, flexible in using the technology. And keeping these new technologies and skill sets in front of schools now so they're able to keep providing the right types of education at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. And so the skills, it's interesting because you could essentially come out of high school and be able to help in this space. Yeah, I think the the real key is, you know, what type of education do right. you need and whether that's vocational, you know, is it one, two-year sort of vocational training or is it, you know, a four-year degree or a master's? I think, um, I think each um, profession or vocation is going to have a different answer to that question, but there's certainly room for sort of that shorter investment in, in the skills training. Yeah, because I would like that as a backup yeah. skill. Yeah, and we have a shortage of those types of right? jobs right now. Absolutely. I mean, I well, think... the ROI right now on a college education is a little bit more challenging, right? So if you're going to... Exactly right. I mean, wouldn't that be cool just to be able to have, you know, competencies to be able to help a manufacturer apply some of these new technologies? Yeah. I mean, it has to, it, it has to shift. It has to adapt. It's exciting to adapt. Sure. And it makes things fun. And everyone wants to work with new and fun stuff. For sure. And particularly people like your kids who their attention span is a lot briefer than perhaps you and I have yeah. in terms of problem solving. So Bob, we got about two minutes left. You do a lot of thought leadership on this stuff yeah. and, and PwC has got all this research, just like this survey you were just talking about. What else can we learn about on your site? What are, what are the types of trends and things are you guys following in the manufacturing world and yeah, stuff like that? We've, we've been on this series of, of what I call more broadly disruptive technology and yeah. manufacturing. And as we've talked on, on, on previous shows, we've, uh, we've tried to highlight some of those individual technologies and we've put out you know, research papers and thought leadership on each of those. At the end of the day, my, my focus is the, the entire ecosystem that we build using all of these technologies. Right, right, right. right? Yeah. So it's not one, but it's the combination of technologies that really changes, in our case, the manufacturing environment and leads to considerable productivity gains along the way. Oh, without um, a doubt. And so the, the, the thought leadership you'll see focuses on all of these but kind of brings it all together. And where, where can they go and, and check that sure, out? Sure. So you could look at pwc.com under mm. industrial products and you'll see uh, you know, our webpage there that has a lot of this thought leadership. And you can follow me on Twitter at McCutcheon Bob. Absolutely. I think we have a new name for you. We have potentially two here at Tech Vibe Radio, either the fifth beetle or the sixth stone. <laughs> and I would add more towards the sixth Ooh, stone this choice. day. I'm just saying, tough I'm just choice. saying. So, Bob, thank you for stopping by the show today. Always a pleasure to have you here on Tech Vibe Radio. Oh, thanks for thank having you. me. We're taking a quick break and we are coming right back with more Tech Vibe Radio, I swear. This is John so Kirsten. So much fun. Audrey Russo, great to be here. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.